Okay, welcome to another edition of the Frontend Coffee Break. I think this is episode 21, the 21st episode. Um, this is a podcast where we take a break for from everyday things and just grab a cup of coffee and discuss a little bit about uh, frontend-related topics. And, well, as always, I have my colleagues, Ricardo, hello and welcome. Hey, Chuchen, welcome back. <laughs> After the summer break, we are back. Yes, I hope that you had a nice summer break. Yeah, working, but yes, very good. <laughs> In my case, most of the time working, although I took a few days off and back re-energized and ready to, to continue working on this fantastic coffee break. And I don't know if you're having a, a drink today. I am with uh, more, uh, I would, it's not coffee with milk, but it's more milk with a bit of coffee. So that's what I'm trying today. Yeah, no, um, I'm dry right now, but um, let's see what the afternoon brings. Let's see what the afternoon <laughs> brings. Great. Um, so today we have a very interesting topic. I think this is something that has been asked um, a couple of times. Um, you you mentioned uh, during the last discussion we had about topics that it was something that has been asked uh, from you, which is basically, and it happened to me as well, especially with the in the last mentorship program that we have been working internally. Um, the, they have asked, um, how to, do we find time for career development or how do we find time to do additional things, uh, the additional things that we usually do uh, for the company, which for example, includes the, the podcast and such. And if you work, I mean, it, while still delivering the, the amount of work that we, that we have to it, deliver that it's expected. It's easy to You just have to work 16 hours a day. Only. Oh my goodness. 80 I, I, a week or 60 a week. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Well, okay, let's rephrase this. How do we find a way to 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 have time for career development or do additional stuff than other, other than development, for example, while maintaining a 40-hour work week? Well, um, there's no easy answer. There's no possibly a black and white answer. Um, how do we, where do we begin? Well, do we... Um, first of all, I think that, as you say, there is no... I, I agree that there is no black or white thing. I think it's something that, depending on each person, it works for you. I mean, there's different ways of doing it. And it would be nice to discuss or to share a little bit about how you do it, how I do it. Maybe this would work for someone. And then at the end, if anyone has ideas or comments for it, we would love to read them and comment them. But um, I think that uh, we could begin on, on, I think that it all depends on um, resource and time management. You know, yeah. um, okay. <laughs> in the end, time is a resource and also your time is a resource and you, we have access to several resources. And I think that that would be the trick. So let's go through different bullet points that we've, that we've talked about. And let's begin with one of them, which is very interesting, especially, I think, at least for me, it has become more, more, um, this is why I've been more aware of it um, after the pandemic, which is basically how to work asynchronously or asynchronous working. So what would you have to say about this part? I mean, definitely learning how to work asynchronously should help you uh, get more time to to work on, uh, to get things done and to to work on your, on other stuff. So work asynchronously successfully, maybe you work successfully and it doesn't work. Um, yeah, I mean, you have experience, me as well, working with different time zones or different countries, different offices so it's it's something that you gotta be good at or learn how to do um find your own tricks find whatever works for your team or your company or your setup i mean everybody has different tools and different different organization whatever 
Um, in my case, uh, I mean, one of the most important like things is knowing like not blocking other people. Like, so if we will know the phrase like uh, this meeting could have been an email. In our <laughs> modern stack, this function is inauthentic. We use a Slack, so it would be this call could have been a Slack thread or a Slack message. And whenever I write in Slack, um, I always try to be like over communicative. I mean, uh, not writing just yes or no, or just writing how are you. That's I mean, for it's a no go. You gotta you know write a lot, write with bullet points, write with links to documentation, something that will give the other person at their own leisure, at their own time time to digest and just get back to you whenever they can, right? Because I know that other people's time is very precious, as you said before, and I don't want just to, you know, block a one hour slot in your eight hour calendar, mm. and which is already an eighth of the, of the of the day, just to something that you could answer me later, or maybe you just work until seven, I work until five, so you will do it when I'm not here, and in the morning, I'll have my answer. I think that this is very important, and as I said, when, um, for me, it became more important after the pandemic, because we suddenly were forced to work from home. And then you had to, to you the environment completely changed, that I work dynamic completely changed. Because for example, I used to sometimes have a question for someone and I would just stand up, walk to that person's uh, place and would say, hi, <laughs> I have a question for you. And usually I, I would get, I don't know if that person would be busy or not, and, but they usually would, I, I would usually interrupt. The they don't care. I mean, if you think about it right now in terms of remote, it's really like, um, how do you say it? I don't know, aggressive or very like intrusive that you just walk up to someone and say, hey, can you stop doing what you're doing, whatever it is, and attend to my not, to my needs? So it's, yeah. it's, it's the same as when, I don't know what happens to you. There's always one or two people in, in, your, in your project or circle, inner circle, that they call you directly in Slack. And it's very, wow, a phone call. Like, what is this, right? So I have to stop what I'm doing and answer you. Usually the things I, I tend to, they're not super urgent. So dropping me a message, either DM or, you know, pinging me with my, my handle in a public channel, you will get my attention eventually. If it's not right now, because I'm doing something that I need to just finish, let me <laughs> finish typing and then I answer. So, so yeah. And this is precisely one of the big, the big changes. Now we should embrace uh, asynchronous work. I mean, even if we're in the office, we should embrace asynchronous work, like for example, uh, sending a message, hey, I need you, and please uh, inform me when you will be available so I can go and talk to you directly, because maybe it's got to be faster if we do it this way. But it's important to embrace the asynchronous work and important to to take be mindful about other people's work and therefore use the messages not by saying hi and waiting for the other one to answer. No, it's like, hi, I would like to ask you, and this then use the, the one phrase to be as informative as you can, just as you said, that person will have the time to sit down, look at it and say, okay, um, think about it and then get back to you whenever they are available. But it is important to, to, to embrace this and this, this type of, of, of workflow the, to know that you can just leave messages there and they will get back to you uh, whenever they can. I, for example, um, we have, I, I, I'd, I've never heard of this before in other companies because, well, um, I've been uh, almost, I think that next week is going to be, no, this week, tomorrow, I think it's going to be in Nine years Today. that I've been. No, no, no. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm gonna be nine years since I've been here. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. And um, we have this this state, the status in in Slack, which is we call focus time. Which basically, it's like don't please don't bother me. I remember we had it back in the office, and currently I still uh, use it. But for me, the don't but the the focus time means write whatever you do. I'm not going to answer immediately. I'll do. I'll get back to you whenever you, you whenever I can. 
And actually, this includes, I think, not only Slack messages, but it should include email, it should include other forms of communication. And what I usually do in these cases when I don't um, uh, when I don't want to answer because I want to be focused, I usually set up like in, in my mind, okay, uh, at this time of the day, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to look at messages, see if there's anything urgent, and then answer back. Yeah, usually I don't usually use much the focus time. Um, but whenever I'm really focused, uh, I don't like look at the Slack, but then I see the messages. If there's something like very big that I need to attend, like that takes a lot of time to process, I might just answer, hey, I'm going to look at this, not today, but maybe tomorrow. And then I just add myself in a Slack reminder for later automatically to uh, tomorrow I'll get the notification. Um, but some is- people don't do that. Some, some people just use message them, then 24 hours or 48 hours, they just like treatment silence, silence, silence treatment, and it's, come on. Ghosting you. Yeah, bad. exactly. In the office. Evil, evil people. Um, but I, that's something that I don't use, the reminders, the Slack reminders. I usually just type a little bit of text and then I see a list of... Um, a what's drafts. It, the drafts, yes. Oh, that's how it works. interesting. Yes. But then you don't, you don't let the other people know that you've... <laughs> the, the, the double tick in WhatsApp or iMessage that you've read it. <laughs> I, I've received it. I've read it. I don't have time now, but I'll get to you as soon as possible. Um, okay, it's different styles. I think both work fine. Uh, I just want to murder people when they don't answer <laughs> me in in a in two course, not in one minute, but maybe in a few hours, right? So, one important thing that you mentioned, and I think that we have to make emphasis on: do not call people unless they've they've asked you to call them. It's horrible. It's You're- horrible. It's horrible. But, but I, I have my 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 somebody in the project. They know they they, they do this, and and I just laugh when they do it because they face they face pops in my, my screen. And it's like, oh my god, what's happening? Hey, hi, 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 hey, <laughs> what's going on? Usually, it's important. It's, it's not for trivial stuff. It's usually urgent stuff. So it's that's fine. The red, you know, the red, the red phone on the president's <laughs> table. Same thing. <laughs> yes. Same thing. So now um, let's close on this asynchronous, the asynchronous topic, which basically the summary is: learn how to work asynchronously because it will be make uh, make uh, more efficient use of your time. Now, now we were mentioning Slack as a tool that we use to communicate, and there's other tools that we can use to to organize ourselves uh, the time. As I said, it's all about time management. So, what tools do you use to organize your day or to organize your work? And I mean, the most important could be the calendar, whatever it is, Google Calendar, iCalendar, I don't know, whatever setup mm. you use. But definitely, um, I one of the tricks I've, I've started to use uh, a few months back, it's blocking my own slots. Like I know I have my lunch uh, slot blocked already in the calendar, or maybe if I'm, if I see that I already have three meetings in the morning, I'm going to block a big fat slot in the, in the afternoon just to, you know, to get things done. Right. Uh, otherwise the people that just, they keep sending me, um, invites because they, of course they see a free slot and they just, they take it. Oh, I, I could, this is something that I, that I've also been doing for, for some time now, not long, but I learned how to do that. The importance of the calendar. Now, once again, we are working remotely. Most of us, even if you're not working remotely, um, you usually are working with people that might not be in the same office. You might be in the office, but they might not be in the same office. And the way to know the what the, the, that person is doing is not by looking over the, the, the screen and see, hey, I see that that person just went for a coffee, but to look into their calendar, you know, to see where the available spots. And usually when you find an open spot, you, bep, bep, hey. And because of this, I do precisely the same thing as you. I have my lunch hours blocked, but I've also have, for example, when I know that I need to do uh, focus time, like real focus time, because I need to finish something. I block that in my calendar. Like, okay, this is focus time, and I put it just like focus time. That's it. It's like there's no no way that I'm going to 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 write back to you or to get back to you there. 
I mean, it has but to be. But Chucha, what happens when they send you an invite on your focus time? What do you do? Well, the, the, you can choose, you can um, configure your focus time to basically just reject. Oh, ignore. Okay. <laughs> let us say, okay, let, let us let us put it differently. Let's say you have the Slack, uh, uh, slot block in your calendar, but somebody hmm. approaches you in Slack or whatever the teams and they say, hey, uh, could we meet at 4.30? But 4.30 was already blocked in your calendar. How do you approach? Do you say yes? Do you say no? It depends a lot of the on the context, you know. In my first my first reaction would be, let's consider how important what they want me to talk about is, because of course I I know I have control of what I, uh, the work that I'm doing. I know how important the work that I'm doing it is, and I first would need to see, okay, so why are you approaching? Because you need to talk about a topic that is important. Maybe we have to have it uh, talk uh, discuss it today. Then definitely I'll try to make the the space. But if it's something like, I don't know, let's discuss about what we're going to work on in two sprints. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I cannot do it. How, how about you? No, no, no. A perfect answer. I mean, definitely. You, you got to first gauge if, if the priority, what it is, it's urgent. Is it like blocking you? Um, if, if it's something that you cannot continue working on, uh, yeah, let's do it. Otherwise, we'll push it for tomorrow or next week. I love this. And as you said, it, if it's something that it's blocking your work and there's no other work that you can do, of course you have to, or it's, it's nice if you take the time, but if it's not, it's like, okay, let's, let's discuss, uh, let's discuss about this later. Um, another thing that I used to, to do, another tool that I used to do, um, is, uh, paper. I actually have a small pad here, electronic pad that I choose change the paper for, but I have an, a, a small electronic tab where I start writing the to do's, the, the things that I need to do in that day. If I why, because I I need to have something visible in 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 my desk in order to know that I need to do to work on this. Not only the calendar because that that that's something that I use, but I like to use that and post its. I have post its around my desk and I place them on the on the screen. That's awesome. I was going to shame you for saying paper when it's actually digital, but I saw the post its, so that's fine. I'll allow it. It's, pa <laughs> it's paper. <laughs> I, I have a couple of post-its that have been on my desk, I must say, for oh, months. Jesus. Uh, it looks like, oh, it looks like uh, like it's a, it's a three and a quarter um, disc, no? The, the old discs? Wow, amazing. <laughs> yes. Amazing. If you're just listening, go to the video option on YouTube to see uh, to just <laughs> post-its. Yeah, paper. I have also used paper. Um, I, I, I just go on and off with paper. I, I have my, my note, notepad and a fountain pen. I love fountain pens. But then I say, ah, but then if I had this digitally, maybe it's easier. But when you write down, it's like uh, in, my, in my memory, you, you get it more like fortune in, with with fire and then blood in your memory when you write down with paper. But then it's it's a big thing on my desk. Mm. I don't know. It, it's I never find the perfect balance. It's it's hard. How oh, many yeah. to do lists have you started in different uh, platforms and such? Ah, uh, yeah, but I'm, I, I I even like called my own to do software in the past <laughs> because I I thought I thought let's do it. But then I I don't like them. I don't like to do the list. I am very much. A power user of like reminders, calendars, <laughs> and and yeah, that's pretty much all, all I need really. I I I have a, like a lot of to do lists that at the end they're everywhere, and I always say, oh, I'm going to use this, I'm going to remind me this about this and such, and I never end up doing it. The one <laughs> the ones the things that have been working for me, it's besides the ones that I've showed. I also have I use Sublime for example for text to taking notes, and I just keep on adding tabs, and eventually by the end of the week. I go to Sublime, I look at the tabs, and I start closing them and taking all, organizing myself based on, on the notes that I took. Tabs, a tab holder. So you probably have 20 tabs or 30 tabs in your Chrome, no? No, 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 no. Okay. I hate tabs in Chrome. I try okay. to have the minimum amount. Okay. And 
if a tab I have a tab open for more than a few days, I just bookmark it and close it. It's like okay, goodbye. Yes, 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 yes. Now um, this is regarding tools, and I and we've talked about organization. You know, asynchronous working, working with the calendar and such, which basically is just uh, how to manage your time. But I think there's a very important topic uh, regarding on how to get more time to get things done, which and it's one of the hardest things that I think we learn to do um, eventually, which is delegating. You mean outsourcing? Uh, okay, we can call it outsourcing. Not not in the I'm outsourcing my work to someone on the other side of the world and asking them I to mean, do. You never know. I mean, <laughs> okay, not really. Yet. Delegate delegate is, is super hard. I think. I mean, it depends on the personality, but I think it's hard. Because you gotta trust your team, you gotta trust your colleagues that they're gonna do like the the level of expectation that you have, right? They they have to meet them, right? So it's not easy. But if you do it correctly or you have a great team that you can rely on, it's super powerful because it, it frees you from so much stuff, right? It does, and this is this is something that that you need to learn to do. Even uh, it doesn't matter in which grade or which progression yeah. of your career you are, you need to learn how to delegate everything. Not everything, but you need to need learn how to delegate. The first time that I delegated or, or tried to delegate, it was very hard for me because I, I, I've i always like, oh, I, I this has to be done, but I have an idea of how it needs to be done. And I think it should be done like that. And I don't want anyone else to do it because I know how exactly what I want. But then you just need to learn like, it's nice that you have that you know how it has to be done, but let someone else do it for two things. One, for their own personal growth, help others, empower others for them to grow. And two, because this will give give you time to do other stuff that might be more important or more uh, on, uh, or you could be the best person to do those stuff. And it is super hard to, to learn how to do this. And it's taken me years and so, still today, sometimes there's work to be done that I don't want people to take because I want to do it because I know how to do it. And then eventually it's like, no, Chicho, think about uh, it. Let that person do it. It's a tough one. I mean, sometimes it works great. Like you have a colleague that you can really trust and they just do it uh, the way that's supposed to be in your project, the way you've outlined your standards or guidelines. So that they follow whatever it is, even if they you don't spell out how to code it or how to find a solution, they will just find it the way. And then, you know, programming, there's always different ways to do it more performance, less performance, whatever. But sometimes it also backfires. Like when you hand over something to someone, and it, <laughs> no, no, and, and then they keep getting it wrong or really wrong, and then you don't prove the PR, and that's an iterative factor, and then you waste more time. And then it could be in some scenarios that you really waste more time than if you did yourself. So, <clears throat> okay. I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying not, not to delegate, but I'm not yes. saying it's also like a super bullet that yes, delegate and everything will be magically solved. Sometimes it doesn't. If the person is really junior and you hand over something complicated to which, you know, a learning experience, maybe you end up spending more time coaching and mentoring. Uh, and that this is something that, uh, that yeah, that you realize uh, when you start leading and um, a team that you spend a lot of time mentoring, coaching, but I've the one thing that I tell when I'm when I have a team that I that I work with is that when they, and they sometimes tell me, hey, um, I do, I don't want to ask you because I don't want to take time from you, so sorry. But I tell them, no, 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 take as much time from me as you want because I want you to learn so that then eventually in the future you don't take time from me away. Yeah, it's an investment, so, right, and for yourself and the project. Definitely, it is an investment. So if, if anyone gets in that that position, as you say, sometimes yes, you have to. I've done it once or twice or more. Um, but not that often that you are very close to a delivery. It is just simply not getting done. And what I do is that I 
finish working the the changing the code sometimes but then i take the time to sit down with that person and explain the things that i did because um it, it is not good enough that you change it yes okay you have a time restriction fine but then you need to make sure that the other person learns from that yeah very good i mean <clears throat> even if it's like yeah deadline release production go live we got we got to do it let's just watch me like maybe me programming just you know do a call with them share a screen just you know follow follow me along and then yeah that's, that's something that I haven't thought about, but yeah, that would be that could be something. Yeah, to yeah. Do. I mean, sometimes I mean, I do it in the project. I mean, uh, maybe they, they just you know don't know how to do it, and they can either share a screen, but then it it, it you know it, it annoys me because ah, click here, go there, and do this shortcut, do that shortcut, <laughs> and I'm always you know I'm the shortcut master, and I try to you know select multiple lines, and I'm get, I get nervous when people don't don't do that. So sometimes it's the reverse. Let me share my screen and how I would do it, and if they tell me slow down, I will slow down. Otherwise, full speed ahead. But well, in the end, you get you get things done. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, as long as they they learn, and I think that's that's the goal, right? Um, okay. So you delegate because then, of course, you you free your own calendar of mm. meetings that mm. you don't really mm. have to be there because you know all people can can do it for you, and and again, it's it's a balance of okay, you have the role, you're getting paid for that role, so it's like don't don't like just you know hand over the the not cool stuff. I think when you delegate, you also have to delegate cool stuff. I like, agree. Right, so it's not like now go to that meeting to talk to the to the client or talk to that other person who's very annoying. No, no, just you know, th those are fine. You have to also <laughs> delegate maybe those, but also when you get a nice requirement like implement this new tool, this new stack, something, maybe it's time to also give give it to them, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, and this is something as well. Once again, it's hard, but it's something that we need to learn how to do, especially because um, it is once again more time on your hands to do other stuff that might be more important and that about that you might be the, the, the best person to do it or maybe it's it could be beneficial for your but we'll get to that to your growth and this is something that you mentioned that sometimes is not um taking into account or in consideration which is meetings i well i think that th that's one of the biggest time wasters in 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 a developer's uh not work. all meetings to just some no, no, meetings. No, no meetings some meetings but definitely um, I think that this is something that we don't think about something that can be delegated. And I think that uh, meetings can be something that can be delegated. For example, demos. If you have something more important to do or something different, um, you can start coaching the other other people to do demos and then just, okay, you're going to be doing the demo. I won't be attending because I'll be working on other stuff. And the same thing for other, other meetings. We need to discuss, uh, I'll do a refinement. You can just quickly go for the, the information that you need to that person. It's like, I trust you. And then we can have a quick catch up. So um, it's all about uh, managing your time and sometimes delegating meetings to other people might be a way to one, introduce them to, to the world, the beautiful world of meetings and two, giving you a little bit more time. As a manager would say, it's a learning experience. Just <laughs> take the meeting for me. No, I, I agree with you definitely. Um, yeah, so it happens a lot of times. Maybe they ping me because I'm, I'm the I'm the lead of the project. But then when I, I see that something can be done just with one person with, with one front end, I just you know get the more experienced, inexperienced people. Just go there, find the the requirement, get your analysis, and then report back to me if if you need. If not, just we'll move forward, right? Uh, empower yourself, and you know go fly hmm. solo. Okay, um, let's talk a little bit about other things to take into general stuff to take into consideration. And um, like, for example, one thing that uh, that in order to once again manage your time, you need to be good uh, into uh, being able to determine to uh, determine how much time things uh, need to be done. Which is um, what's the the term? 
to estimate your work. I always, or, yes, estimation. Sorry, estimations. I always forget the same. You mean um, crystal balling? Yeah, crystal balling is is, is nice. <laughs> How no, else do you do it? I mean, in the with them, it's impossible. I mean, it's no, all based on you know previous experience and assumptions. But one no. thing to manage your time correctly is to be good at the estimations, and this is something mm-hmm. a skill that can be hard uh, to obtain sometimes. But it's something that you need to learn that. Um, just because in your mind you think you can do it in an hour doesn't mean you, it'll get done in an hour. You will end up doing more work or spending more time doing that work just because you said an hour and you need to finish it and you don't have the time to do it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. my, my motto is always like, uh, always overestimate, never under deliver, right? Yeah. So it's it's very, I mean, of course, there are you know, ranges and you, don't, you will not say for a task that is changing one hex color three days, but it's something that you're not sure about. You got to add the buffer because the client then now has the expectation, okay, this is going to take me three days. And when you finish in two, it's fantastic. You get you in one day and you tell them, hey, I was faster than I thought. Here's one day back to you. So that, that's a fantastic feeling rather than, okay, I'm going to estimate two because then they'll think it's a cheap requirement, but mm. then I'm going to spend three and I'll have to tell them, hey, this was uh, actually more expensive than you thought. So, yeah. Um, this is the Scotty from Star Trek philosophy. And it was, yeah, it's a show. He was always saying, I cannot get it done in in less than five hours. And then he did it in less. And then eventually in one episode, he says, well, basically just tell your captain that you need more than uh, double the time that you need to do it and impress everyone when you do it in less time. Nice. Anywho, um, now, with all of the things that we've talked about is basically how to get more time or how to u- make a, u- an efficient use of your time. And this is super important. And this is something that you need to learn. But OK, now you have an efficient efficient use of your time. Now, how do you keep on uh, learning or growing in your career once you have everything like uh, efficiently managed? Well, I mean, maybe what we do, like uh, knowledge sharing. Knowledge sharing is something that uh, not only helps you as a knowledge knowledge giver, but also the knowledge receivers, right? I, I definitely think that this is one way of, of uh, when you get to a point um, at the beginning of your career, you learn a lot just by doing whatever project you are, you're learning and they ask you to do stuff and that's how you learn. But eventually you get to a point that most of the work that you're doing is the work that you've been doing for years and maybe it's nothing new and you want to keep on on learning new things and a great way to do it is precisely as you said knowledge sharing um it's um find a way to to like uh, find reasons to share new topics to investigate new topics and share them in your community inside your your company or even also inside your own project sometimes projects um i used to be in projects that we had knowledge sessions uh, sharing sessions not every project but we had projects that once a week, once every two weeks, we had one hour of knowledge sharing that included, of course, the investigation time. And this was project time. And I think this helped improve the project and it, it helped improve uh, your knowledge. And this is the way that you, for example, could say, okay, let's try, I don't know, a new way to work on fonts, a new way to work on images. I don't know, but this is so uh, a good way to to increase uh, your knowledge. I don't like public speaking. Why do I need to do a public speaking experience when I don't want to do that? It's the only way for me to grow as a developer. No, no. This, of course, um, I I personally think that it's important to know how to do a little bit of public speaking. But there's a lot of people that can be introverts and would have a hard time to do this. There's also ways to share knowledge with articles. Even you don't have to write them. You can even just share them in the channel. We fortunately have a very uh, rich community, a Slack community in 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 cognizant centric in the frontend uh, the frontend heroes channel, and we constantly see people sharing these kind of yes. links and writing, and it's fantastic. Or go back to episode one. Why should you should have a blog and just write a blog? You don't have to public speak. It's I mean, it's, it's public speaking, but it's like you know it's your own thing. So 
get a block. Uh, what else, Sucho? Um, I uh, also, for example, the, the, this for me um, in my in the last few years, the way that I've learned the most has to be through the podcasts that we've been doing internally for a couple of years and externally this one. Uh, it makes me push myself to investigate a little bit about topics that I maybe I haven't, I have forgotten, or maybe new topics, and I love it. So, and I'm sure that people can find ways to do this. It's like, yes, you have work. That's usually the way that you work. But when you start growing, you need to find time to to well work efficiently, but also find other ways to learn new stuff. And and ways that you can do it is by knowledge sharing or doing these kind of things that we're doing. And there has, has to be a, a, a other internal things that you that you can do. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like a client expectation that you always deliver excellence, right? And they want you to be up to date. They want you to be excellent. You want when whenever they ask for a user story, they want to have you know the best solution they can be. And to do that, you gotta grow yourself. And as a front end, we all know, you know, next week is gonna be a new a new framework out there. So it you gotta be in the loop. You gotta be learning, and every week, just you know, you gotta save some time that, to 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 learn new stuff, to get up to date. And I think that's part also of of your of your work. I mean, it's a, it doesn't have True. to be Friday at eight p.m. But it's gotta be you know it, maybe Friday morning. Uh, you it, check in, get a coffee, and read the, the latest articles. And I, this is something that is super important, and this is something that you have to do. I agree uh, from the beginning of your career, and I guess throughout all, take the time. Uh, because it's work. It's how you, who, at least I think it's work. It's how you learn. It's in the morning when you read your emails, when you get set up everything for work, take some 15 minutes, as you say, sit down, go through your emails, go through everything to set up your, your working day and take the time to read a newsletter. I mean, the companies themselves send newsletters, but th that means that they expect you to use time to read the newsletters. Look for an interesting newsletters, uh, front-end newsletters, uh, look for interesting articles, but have a routine in which you take a coffee break. Yes. And learn new stuff. Listen to podcast on this one <laughs> in repeat, if you can. Um, all righty. I think that's uh, the topic went a little bit longer than I expected. And I think that there's still a lot of things that we can discuss regarding on how to things that you can do to grow your career. But in summary, I think we can say manage your time efficiently. There's many ways that you can manage your time efficiently. And once you have things well under control, find ways to learn new stuff, go to new projects, to share knowledge, which is the best way to, to do it. Do internal knowledge sessions that will help your teams and yourself to keep on growing in your career. And I think it's don't take success for granted. Beautiful way to end up the episode. If you have any comments or anything, you know, as usual, <laughs> drop them below. We will answer them. And yeah, see you in the next Phantom Coffee Break. See you in the next Coffee Break. Bye.